welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. This podcast is brought to you by my new program, High Vibe and Gut Healthy. If you're ready to get to the root cause of frustrating gut issues, this program is for you. I have a range of options from an affordable self-study course to a VIP program with a high level of personalized support. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash high vibe to learn more and use the code podcast at checkout to get $50 off any of the program options. Let's get into the episode. Hello there, friend. In this episode, we're chatting all about fats. I wanted to do a little series on here, breaking down the macronutrients, which is protein, fat, and carbohydrates, because I think we often go so far down rabbit holes like SIBO or Candida or special diets like AIP or the low histamine diet, and we neglect the basics. Last week, we spoke all about protein, so definitely go and check that episode out if you haven't already. And as I mentioned, this week is all about fats. Eating enough fats and the right kind of fats is so foundational to health. In this episode, I'm going to cover the key roles of healthy fats and why they're so important, the different types of fats, and how much fat you actually need. First up, let's start with the why. Why healthy fats are so important. Healthy fats help give the body energy. They're also needed to make sex hormones like estrogen and progesterone and testosterone. So if you suspect that you have hormonal imbalances or struggle with any hormone-related symptoms like PMS or cramps, definitely consider your fat intake and the quality of the fats you're consuming. Fats are also needed to make bile, which helps break down fat. This is a bit of a chicken and egg scenario. So you need enough healthy fats to produce the bile and you need the bile to break down fat. So that's an important consideration as well. Fats are also important for helping to make up the membranes of all of the cells in our bodies. So basically, they're really important, right? The categorization of fats can feel very confusing. There are the omegas, omega-3, 6, and 9. And there's also the saturation. So there's saturated fats, monounsaturated fats, and polyunsaturated fats. All food sources of fats are a mixture of these different fats. Generally speaking, they all contain some amount of saturated fat, monounsaturated fat, and polyunsaturated fat, just in different proportions. Omega-3s and omega-6s are polyunsaturated fats or PUFAs, and they're both essential, which means you need to get them from your diet. Omega-3s in particular have some unique and super important benefits. The benefits of omega-3 fats specifically is that they help support mental health and they may actually prevent or manage depression. They can help with fat loss 
They help fight inflammation and they also help with brain development in babies. So if you're planning on getting pregnant anytime soon or you are pregnant, this is something to factor in. The best sources of omega-3s are fatty fish like mackerel, salmon, and sardines. Plant-based omega-3s can be found in flax seeds and chia seeds, but these don't contain EPA and DHA. And EPA and DHA are the super important factors for health that provide all of those benefits I mentioned before, like fetal brain development. So if you don't eat fatty fish, you can get a plant-based omega supplement made of algae which is pretty cool, right? Now let's move on to omega-6s. Food sources of omega-6s include nuts and seeds, like walnuts, almonds, cashews, and hemp seeds, plus a number of other things like eggs and avocado oil. Omega-6s are healthy, but the challenge is that processed foods tend to be jam-packed with omega-6s, so we can wind up having a little too much of them. Omega-3s, and sixes need to be in balance. A healthy ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids appears to be somewhere between one to one and four to one. But studies suggest that people who follow a typical Western diet may consume a ratio of between 15 to one of omega-6 to omega-3 to almost 17 to one, which is a lot. This is a key mistake people often make when switching to a whole foods diet, and that is eating truckloads of nuts and seeds. Nuts and seeds aren't bad. In fact, they're actually really healthy, but it just needs to be in balance with those omega-3s. That's why it's super important to eat your fatty fish or consider supplementation, whether that's cod liver oil, an omega-3 fish oil supplement, or a vegan algae omega. A quick note on supplements. Supplement quality is really important because not all supplements are created equal, especially when it comes to fish oils. I love and recommend the Nordic Naturals and Rosita brands of fish oils. Now, let's touch on omega-9s briefly. Omega-9s aren't essential, which means the body can produce them itself and you don't need to get them from food. Omega-9 fatty acids are monounsaturated. So even because they're not essential, they still do have health benefits. An example of a primarily omega-9 fat is olive oil. Now let's also cover saturated fat. Some examples of things high in saturated fat include coconut oil, butter, and ghee. We've been led to believe that saturated fat is terrible for us. But grass-fed butter contains omega-3s, And it's also a great source of fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. Coconut oil is another saturated fat that's gotten a bad rap. But coconut oil is rich in MCTs, or medium-chain triglycerides, which are a very fast-acting fuel source, which may also promote weight loss. Coconut oil also has antimicrobial and antifungal effects, which may help keep yeast and bacteria in check. So don't write these fats off altogether. I think the challenge with health is that we get obsessed with one thing and latch onto that. If you're eating a stick of butter or huge quantities of coconut oil every day, yes, that may be a problem. But if you eat a wide variety of healthy fats and oils and eat pretty well in general, 
then you'll get the benefit of the different properties and nutrients from all of these different fats and oils that you consume. Let's chat briefly about the fats and oils to avoid. Please, please steer clear of hydrogenated and partly hydrogenated fats and oils. This includes vegetable oil, canola oil, soybean oil, sunflower oil, and margarine. They're found in almost all processed foods. They've been bleached, deodorized, and heated to extremely high temperatures during processing and are highly inflammatory. Margarine has also been chemically altered and had synthetic vitamins added to it and colors to also make it replicate butter. Unless you cook all your own food, it's pretty tough to avoid these fats and oils completely because most cafes and restaurants use vegetable oil or canola oil because it's cheap. That's why I suggest getting rid of all these oils from your home straight away to minimize your exposure. If a recipe calls for vegetable or canola oil, use cold-pressed olive oil instead or one of the other fats and oils that we've discussed in the episode. Read the labels of any processed foods you buy and look for these oils, especially sunflower oil, which sounds quite lovely, but it's just the same as the other oils, and it's often hidden in so-called health foods. If you eat out occasionally, yes, you're probably going to be consuming vegetable oil or canola oil, but just don't worry about it too much. Now we know what we want to avoid, what do we want to eat? As I mentioned before, different types of fats have different benefits. My advice is to eat a wide variety of fats, like olive oil, grass-fed butter and ghee, and coconut oil. Have all of these on hand and just mix it up. Make sure oils are cold-pressed and ensure animal fats are free-range at the least, or preferably organic. Let's talk about how much fat to eat now. A good starting point is around 30% of your total energy intake. What works for each of us is going to vary a little bit from person to person. To figure out your macros, you can enter a typical day into MyFitnessPal just to check in with where you're at and just experiment with different proportions of fat and how you feel. A rough guide on portion sizes is two to three fingers per meal. This might feel like it's way less than the 30% of that energy intake, but fats are more energy dense than the other macros which means that they have more calories per gram than protein and fat. I do want to just make a quick note on the MyFitnessPal app. I definitely don't encourage tracking macros or calories long term. I would suggest just doing this for a typical day every now and then just to check in with where you're at. But don't allow this to become something that is obsessive because I'd rather you focus on nutrient density and food quality. I find this is much more important, even for weight loss. If you find that increasing your fat intake isn't working for you, it may be because you're having trouble digesting fat. Some signs that you're not digesting fat properly are nausea, gas or bloating, especially after eating fatty foods, low energy, dry skin, and deficiencies in fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin D. If you've had your gallbladder removed, Speak to a practitioner about supplementing with bile salts or ox bile, which can really help digest fats. If you still have your gallbladder, look into how you can support your liver, gallbladder and fat digestion. This is a big topic and I'll have to do a whole episode on this. 
but I just wanted to mention that briefly. Before we wrap up, I do want to touch on cholesterol. Cholesterol itself is needed to make sex hormones. It helps maintain the stability of cell membranes. It's needed to make bile acids, which help break down fats. And having cholesterol in our skin cells helps us make vitamin D from the sunlight. Studies actually show that dietary cholesterol has minimal effect on blood cholesterol in most people. And as I mentioned, it plays a key role in fat digestion, sex hormone production, and brain health. So don't be afraid to enjoy nutrient-dense foods containing cholesterol, like eggs, sardines, and full-fat dairy. And if you've been told you have high cholesterol and you need to avoid these foods, I'd suggest seeking the advice of a functional or integrative medicine practitioner because they're going to take a deeper dive into what's going on for you and look at markers of health beyond total cholesterol. Okay, let's recap. Eating a variety of healthy fats is super important. A good starting point is around 30% of your total energy intake from fats or around two to three fingers per meal. Four omega-3s include fatty fish like salmon, sardines, and mackerel. And I'd aim to eat these around twice a week. Otherwise, consider supplementation like cod liver oil or an omega-3 supplement. Aside from the omegas, mix it up. Grass-fed butter and ghee, cold-pressed olive oil, unrefined coconut oil, and even high-quality animal fats like tallow can all be great options. Just steer clear of anything that comes in a big old nasty clear plastic bottle like canola or vegetable oil. I hope you found this helpful. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram name is just my name, Fran Dargaville. Have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.